3: I'm always
2: ready to laugh. All right. Fungus full of psychedelic <laughs> drugs could cause cicadas butts to fall off. Oh, it's cicada season
3: on the East Coast or maybe everywhere. Okay, let's, uh, let's get into some bananas.
2: Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folks everywhere, welcome to Bananas! I'm
3: Scotty Landis, that's Kurt Brownoler. we're on the Exactly Right Network and we're thrilled to
2: be the silliest little news podcast you've ever heard. Kurt, how are you? I'm good. I do have one thing to say before we bring on our wonderful, wonderful guest, and that is okay. Connecticut and mm-hmm. New England in general. Okay. I am going to be at the Space Ballroom October 23rd, which is in Hamden, Connecticut, and it's a really, really, if you've never been to Space Ballroom, I, it's just so fun. I've played there before with Eugene Merman, and I love it. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Uh, tickets are all over the uh, Instagram and et cetera, et cetera. Um, great also my voice is a little broken from portland but uh Uh, the shows were amazing uh, and i missed you scotty very
3: good oh well i'm Uh, sorry i wasn't there i'm in maryland eating crab cakes and watching lacrosse with my family so i had to do uncle stuff i'm an ultra uncle i'm a power uncle uh and i hadn't really (laughs) seen my nephews and both their birthdays are in the same week so i
2: apologize but i'll be there don't worry i'll show up to the next one no you don't no no obligation Uh, Are you guys, are you guys right? Let's just bring her on. Our guest today is an award-winning public radio producer and writer. Mm -hmm. You might know her from This American Life, Mm -hmm. writing for TBS's Search Party or her very wonderful podcast, Mystery Show. Her new podcast, Election Profit Makers, is available everywhere right now. Please welcome the wonderful Starly Kine. Woo! Thank you. Hi, Starly. Hi. We're so glad to have you on Bananas. Thanks for Thank being you. here. You're welcome. Where are you currently right now?
1: I'm in Los Angeles.
3: Oh mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. right. that's, that's the right. An exhale answer of that. A sigh out <laughs> is what L.A. deserves a lot of the year.
1: I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, <laughs> yes. Anyone who doesn't sigh it out is, is denying something to themselves.
3: Yeah. (laughs) They're in denial of what's going on around them at all times. And it's those rare days in LA where you feel so happy because you're like, well, I can't see any smoke and there wasn't an earthquake and I'm not stuck in traffic. All the stereotypes about LA ring true 12 months a year.
1: Yeah, now you have to throw down a year-long lockdown into that. Yes. <laughs> like all kind of awards that were winning for that.
3: Very fun.
1: Yeah. Of all the things
2: fun. you like, of all the things that you do, because uh, you're writing on, the, on Search Party right now, what, what is, what, do you prefer that to other things, or is it different? Which is, where do you feel most alive, Starling? Yes.
1: <laughs> it is different. I, I like that it's different. That's why I, I wanted to do it because it was scary writing for tv felt scary and out yeah. of my comfort zone. Yes. Um and so I that th- that was I thought th- that was good. But I also know it 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 was so out of my comfort zone that it made me understand how many people like it made me understand why people stay in things.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> That's right. Being being uncomfortable was like now I understand why comfort is so popular.
1: Yeah, I don't think they should, <laughs> but I I I understood like individual people I know decisions about why they did I again I don't think they it should have I don't agree with it necessarily, but That's it, right. it's hard. It's hard to do the thing that you don't know how to do.
2: Oh right. I, I agree. I started yeah. doing stand up at twenty nine after I had just, you know, done so many other things and it was like starting over again. It was terrifying. Yeah. And- yeah. It's like you, you feel like there was I thought I knew how the world worked and now there's so much that I'm unsure about. But that's exciting. It's like the it's being on the beach in between the ocean and the sand and the and the land, you
3: know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Between that's the parking cool. lot and the sea.
2: <laughs> Did you? Was
3: it a Zoom room for you? Was that your first experience? Was having to write in a Zoom writer's room?
1: No, I've been in. I've worked on Search Party five seasons since day so, one. Okay, gotcha. Since so, day one, cool. Um, so that in that regard, it was a Zoom room for the fifth season. We just finished the fifth season. Mm-hmm. I think that made it easier or more comfortable because we it was all people that have been there on the show the whole time. That and
3: definitely helps. Yes. Yeah. So
1: we know what we each other what each other looks like standing up from the you know from the torso down we had a (laughs) we know that we picture that um and we we have an ease but even with that at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the zoom room i was like oh i was getting worried that it was so productive that i was like "Uh oh are they going to make it so that this is a new model and there's the in-person room but by the end we were so fatigued from it that i'm not saying it didn't work out but it's not the way to go
3: no, it seems like a real bummer it's like not it's uh it's the best we could do, but it's not as creative like a really good writer's room with really good group of people, and you you get that rapport and everybody kind of plays their roles well when it works it is you can't believe it's a job, and when it doesn't work, it's hell on earth it's yeah so bad.
1: and it was everyone in that room had been pretty much there from the beginning, so it was uh-huh. just a very strange way to end the fifth season of being like. Just a, that signing off and
2: <laughs> oh, no drinks, leave, no hanging out. Leave meeting? Mm-hmm. I guess oh. so. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Who's going to leave? Who's going to push the button first?
0: <laughs> when I was bad.
3: in my mid-20s, one of my uncles who who's lived on Nantucket for a really long time, he was like, um, you've moved around a lot. I said, yes. He goes, are you comfortable being alone? And I said, Yes. He goes, how long have you been comfortable being alone? I was like, well, I think for a long time. But he's like, have you ever been... Did you ever move to a new place and not know anyone? And you just have those nights where it's just quiet in your place. And it's like, if you're a reader, amen. Like, good for you. Or if you can find music, you get it. And I was like, yes. But I knew what he was talking about. It was like, it took up to a certain point of being so having to get comfortable with feeling totally anxious and weird and out of place. And then slowly you find yourself and you go, okay, I can do this. And now I think I'm drawn to moving and going new places and making new friends all the time because of, you know, in my early twenties or whatever, feeling that discomfort and trying something new.
1: Yeah, that's good. I feel like most people go in the opposite direction in terms of making new friends and yeah. having movement in their lives, so yes. um, yeah, I think it's a divide.
3: Yeah, it is. It but, is.
1: Yeah, it's it's what I tell people the most when they ask me about like what they should do, even big yes. field. Just I think you should push yourself past it. It's not going to work. not. I'm not guaranteeing it's going to work out.
3: That's right. <laughs> but it yeah.
1: does make you feel more alive the anxiety of it makes you feel more alive
2: yeah it's oh, just yeah. i mean it's just about finding that kind of new phase of your life you know and with that do you Ooh. guys want to hear about the new phase of life these cicadas are going through incredible incredible I was looking for that segue <laughs> and i'm very excited i found it
3: incredible work i love Thank that you so much 17 years in the in incoming very good job Curdy b
2: okay you ready starly yeah Here we go. Fungus full of psychedelic drugs could cause cicadas' butts to fall off. Uh, Here it is. Sounds like a twisted mix of Invasion of the Body Snatchers and a Grateful Dead show, but John Lill promised that it's all too real. Mm -hmm. This month, as billions of brood ex cicadas emerge from the dirt in Indiana and more than a dozen other states for the first time in 17 years, some of the bugs will suffer a horrific science fiction-like fate there's no delicate way to do this, so here's the gist all at once. P.S. Okay. This was sent in by Hayden Alexander, who is... Thank you, Hayden. Exo Gossip Gergs. Um, Gossip Gergs, sure. This is on South Bend Tribune, and it's by John Webb Evansville, who is the oh. best in the biz. Greatest writer there's ever been. Okay, here's how it works. A fungus laced with the same chemical as psychedelic mushrooms, will invade their bodies and eat away their insides until their abdomens crack, fall off, and get replaced with a ball of white spores. Oh. Because they're either bombed on psilocybin or under the control of the fungus in some other way, the cicadas will not notice. With missing butts and full hearts, they'll forge ahead with their only reason for existing, finding a mate and reproducing. Cool life. All right. Uh yeah. and so basically they so their bottom half is I'm not going to read this whole thing cuz this is very long about how this goes on. Mm-hmm. But basically the fungus is their lower half and the the fungus also affects their brains so that they send out signals to attract both male and female mates so it doesn't yes. so they can just spread it as much as possible and oh, then when yeah. the mating begins it's just mashing into this this spore butt that then explodes and sends oh the goodness. spores everywhere just for this fungus to like live longer
0: mm-hmm. so that
2: is i mean there's a lot more i could get into but it's essentially they the quote from lil is it's a gender-bending death zombie fungus. Ooh, nature finds a way.
1: (laughs) And then what is the mating part of it?
2: So the mating part is that it affects males more than females. Uh And so the males usually make that noise, that like UFO noise that you Mm -hmm. hear. Um, And then the females will respond with a flick of their wings, and then that's how they find each other. Mm -hmm. But the fungus causes the brain to rewire so that they make both the male noise and they do the female uh, wing flicking thing so that males are also attracted hmm. uh, and females are attracted so it's just like so that spore can get as far away as My possible. My goodness. It's so fucking
3: My crazy. goodness. And that only happens every 17 years. This is a yes. wild
2: one. Right. Uh. Like that fungus okay. is just like look I have a, a blast every 17 years and for the rest of the time I'm waiting.
1: Does it leave behind in it's wake any like are the are they more open minded after the fungus is gone Break like lips, is there yeah. any residual progressiveness yeah or...
2: they're definitely more open budded cuz they are uh, they die immediately after mating <laughs> mm-hmm. I was dating someone and she planned,
3: she was like, I have this great idea for a romantic getaway. We're going to have so much fun. And so she rented a cabin just north of uh, LA and we drove up about an hour or so. And her big surprise was we were going to sit, that the cabin had a huge indoor jacuzzi and we were both going to sit in it and we were both going to eat chocolate mushrooms and just enjoy each other and trip and sit in a hot tub. And the hot tub filled halfway before it ran out of hot water. So we sat in less than waist deep, lukewarm water. And then the chocolate shrooms we ate didn't work. So we sat in there for an hour and a half, just, just gabbing, just two naked people gabbing, waiting for something interesting to happen. And instead, we
1: just got colder and colder and
3: colder. <laughs> and then went outside and roasted marshmallows like normal people should do.
1: If the shrooms had worked, would it have made it so that you felt that the hot tub was more full than it was and warmer?
3: I was going off of what you asked about if them being more open-minded about their post-coitus experience. I was... Th- hoping that at least it would have the sounds and the sensation of the water on our bodies would have at least been something fascinating instead of yeah. us tra- just talking about the industry in another town. It so, could yes.
2: have gone the other way <laughs> where the re- where the half fullness of it was the thing that you focused on about
3: how how bad it was. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, it was. Uh, it was the longest hour and a half I can remember in the last five ten years. So. <laughs>
1: i've Don't sat in a i've sat in a lukewarm hot tub recently not oh yeah and and it's it is it is really hard to get past yes yeah it it becomes it becomes every it becomes like mortality itself like you can't think <laughs> of anything else you just oh, want it man. to end <laughs>
3: it's not hot
1: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah, you really question a lot of things. when you're, there's a, You question the people that invited you. You questioned your decisions up to that point, And there is a, cl- a ticking clock where you're, especially when you're with somebody
2: else, you're like, how long are we both going to pretend like this is okay?
0: Right, because
2: yeah. it is doing a hot tub with a friend is just essentially like taking a bath with them. And mm-hmm. if it's a, just a cool... A cool water bath that makes it even worse. I would always go into hot hotel hot tubs when I'm on tour by myself and I'd be like, I just wanna relax. I just wanna relax. So I'll go down to the hot tub Yeah. And invariably, there would be, I would get in and I would be there for like two minutes by myself, and then a child would get in with me that I didn't know. (laughs) And so it was always just like me trying to not make eye contact with a child who, and then it's just like, am I, should I not be here? I feel like I'm supposed to be in a hot tub. Is the child not supposed (laughs) to be here? And then it would just be me awkwardly trying to not look at the child and then be like, I got to get out. I got to get out. I got to get out. (laughs) It was never relaxing.
0: Yes.
3: There's no opening sentence that makes that okay. Now that you're a dad, you'd probably be better at it, but up until that point, there's just no... You can't really say anything to that kid, so you're better off avoiding them at
2: all costs, and then you look even stranger. I, You know, I've tried that in the past, because when I'm also on tour now that I have kids, and I see people with kids, yes. I'm always, like, so smiley, and I'm always <laughs> just like, I uh, <laughs> I uh, have one of those at home. <laughs> and they're always just like, what the fuck? Okay, who cares? This is not a connection for us. Yeah. No.
1: That, hap- that happens when you walk dogs, too. Yes, right. The people... If if your dog shows any interest in the other person, they have and they have a dog at home, but they're not with their dog. They have (laughs) it's a law that says they have to say they smell my dog on me. They smell the dog. And I'm like, to convey that they have one.
3: That's right. Are you a dog owner? Does this happen to you?
1: It does. Yeah.
3: And do you know the names of dogs in your neighborhood but not their owners?
1: I'm not that person. I don't I the whole thing of like talking to the dog and acting as though there's like a ventriloquist act where the people have to answer like that happens to me all the time they'll ask because what they do is they ask you they ask the dog their name
3: who are you who are you
1: answers yes who are you bud oh you're so big yeah and i will not i will not i I mean i'll answer if they ask my dog's name i'll but i will not do it on the other end and the new thing is i just got a puppy too and this puppy has a broken toe oh I know but it's really cute actually like when I first got him he was really small and he ran through the door as it was closing he n- nicked his toe and he's had this little adorable cast on it no. like a lips yeah oh for real? he doesn't limp. he doesn't limp it's up up the arm it's a splint and it, it's it's iconic frankly
3: oh my God.
1: And he's had it almost as long as he's God. been alive. It, once it comes off, we're not... I mean, pandemic over once his cast comes off. yeah, To represent that. But he doesn't limp. He can run on it. He, he, it doesn't slow him down at all. Um, he can... When he plays with bigger dogs, he, like, punches them in the face with it. <laughs> like a boxing glove. Yeah. It's fantastic. But so this... But he's got this little thing on his toe. And conversation now, piece. When, but it's not even a conversation. What it does... I now walk to the neighborhood, and I just hear... I just hear a chorus of, mm-hmm. oh, what happened to his toe? Oh, what happened? Oh, what no. happened? And they go, you don't want me to explain. The explanation is no. not interesting. So even if I yeah. start explaining, there's nothing, there's nowhere to go. I. It's a tip. Mm-hmm. I don't know why right. they need to ask it, but they No.
3: Only do. Yeah. And Is it one specific line? It's just what happened to your foot, or what happened to your paw? Is that yeah. it? Oh, what happened
1: oh. to his? Oh, what happened? What happened to his foot? Oh, what happened oh. to his foot? And I just like walked out, and I just like I'm hearing voices in my head all day long, and it's just a question that can't. It doesn't go anywhere. It even when I have answered, they don't want to hear. They want they, <laughs> that stopped. They don't want to hear it anymore.
2: It stops
3: right there. Yeah. yeah. Do they take photos of your dog with a little cast no, on?
1: That's what. So sometimes it's not. It's like they can't help them. It's like a hiccup. They have oh, to get I it see. out. It really is like a tick. Like it has to come out of their body. But they don't, they're not, they, they're never going to see this dog again. They have no relationship with them. Yeah. And, and they don't want to hear the answer.
0: That's right. That's I do not right.
1: recommend anyone having a puppy with a broken foot for this reason. Oh, of gosh, not. Imagine
3: what? those dogs that have wheels for back legs, the ones Forget that it. just grow, I mean, yeah, your life is over. You might that's as well it. just get a talk boy and just have it pre-recorded <laughs> answers ready.
1: Maybe with the wheels they like they can fill in the gaps a little bit more. They like they just know something. It that's something probably horrible. more yeah, that's probably more <laughs> like oh, like a lot of a lot of sa- noise like sympathetic sounds and i really intense i yes. trying to show that Convey that you feel sympathy for this dog? Yes. Uh, they probably don't ask the question. Mine is That's enough of right. a mystery that they can't, they feel compelled to yeah. put it right. in question form.
3: And right. it's going to have a nice
2: full life. It's a puppy. So they know that this is just chapter one of this poor little pup's life. Yeah. And I'm. you know, the dogs that don't have anyone saying anything to them are the ones that have just their back, two legs, mm-hmm. who are just mm-hmm. running upright <laughs> like a human. And everyone's just like, We're not talking. (laughs) We're not going to say a goddamn thing. Get in the car.
0: Get in the car. Lock the the doors. There is a banshee on the loose.
2: The videos of those dogs always. I'm like it's. It fills me with like hope and also makes me laugh a lot. You know, it's like (laughs) he's doing it, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. That is what an alien will look like. (laughs) The
1: dogs want you to laugh. They like that. That's what they do. Yeah, they
3: love a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. All righty, you two. I have another story for us all. Give it to us. Give it to us. Starly, have you ever shot a bow and arrow? Just, just a lead question.
1: Mm, I'm not. I don't think summer
3: camp or can go to
0: summer
1: camp.
3: Carnival. Well.
0: A, Weird it's carnival. A life, it's a life regret. Um,
3: Renaissance fair. Okay. Bow and arrow. Date. <laughs> oh God, that's probably going to be a thing. All those hatchet bars are huge. I just know. throw a
2: hatchet. This I seems hate like a- those bars. I find that incredibly difficult. I went once, and I was like, "It's so difficult to throw a hatchet into a wall." Mm-hmm. I don't understand why this is just a very common thing now.
1: Well, is it? A- you said date bars do this.
2: Yeah, it's like a place You like throw hatchets into the wall.
1: So it's that difficult. You, I mean, I, I I I would think you'd want to look good on your date. So it's a seem yes. thing to combine it with something that yeah. you don't look good doing.
2: Exactly. And that you can't yep. do. Maybe that's yeah. the bonding thing.
1: Mm.
3: That's right. Go bowling. Put the bumpers in. Everybody gets a 300. <laughs> goes home happy. Get married a year later. Okay. So here's the story from Yahoo News sent in by Megan Porter. Thank you so much, Megan Porter. Uh, no writer on this one. Yahoo News said, screw you guys. Uh Marijuana wrapped arrow shot towards Washington jail. Oh, wonderful! It's wonderful. <laughs> Bellingham, Washington. A man is accused of trying to get marijuana into a Washington state jail by attaching it to an arrow that he shot onto the roof. <laughs>
2: he shot it onto the roof. I, I thought he would just like shoot it into like the yard, you know? that's, what like, I that's, I
1: that's or so between dangerous. the bars of a little window. <laughs>
3: Just in yeah, your tin cup on the mess. windows and an arrow comes by. You roll it real fast and smoke it down. A Whatcom County Sheriff's employee saw a man step out of his pickup truck, retrieve a bow, and launch an arrow towards the jail's second floor recreation area. Sure. But it missed its target. Sheriff Bill Elfo said the man, identified as 36-year-old David Wayne Jordan, Wayne serial killer or guy that shoots an arrow out of prison every time, yep, uh, was arrested for co crater of wet hot or co crater. (laughs) Well, middle name, sorry, yes, (laughs) Wayne with a Y,
2: not
1: David Wayne.
2: uh, Was arrested. Is his first name David? Isn't his middle name Wayne? David Wayne. David Wayne Jordan. (laughs) David Wayne Jordan. (laughs) It sounds like a Stella character looking back. It does.
3: It
0: does.
3: (laughs) Um, He was arrested for investigation of introducing contraband into a jail, resisting arrest. I mean, of course you're going to resist arrest at this point and obstructing law enforcement. The Bellingham Herald reports that Jordan has served 20 days in jail earlier this month for assault and resisting arrest. So this guy was an inside man who became an outside man who tried to launch weed back into jail. The sheriff says Jordan uh, told deputies he had been aiming at a squirrel, but he couldn't explain why attaching (laughs) marijuana to the arrow would aid in squirrel hunting.
2: So he had a story. Yeah, this story. Also, squirrel hunting. I go, I bow hunt. What? Squirrels.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> take, yeah, you got to really, mostly.
2: you got to spend a lot of time in the woods. You really got to get to know where they go.
3: <laughs> Hard as hell to do.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: boy. Oh, man. It's, it was a good plan foiled.
1: Yeah. Do we think like his kink was, because he did it. He did prison contraband while not being in prison. Because prison contraband is a thing Mm -hmm. within prison, but he wasn't in prison. So he had to get it in there in order to then get himself in. in. It's it's a real long con to get in prison. Yes. Send the marijuana in first.
3: Yes, then he goes, gets arrested again Yeah, it's a yes. three-step plan You get out of jail, Yeah. you find an arrow You yes. buy some weed, and you shoot it back in And then you get re-arrested I've got a theory, he was mm-hmm. already
2: planning on getting re-arrested And he's yes. like, I gotta do this I gotta Step go three. back in But oh. you know what, I definitely want to get high while I'm in there I'm gonna shoot an arrow full of weed there I'll get arrested for that, I'll go on in Then I'll have weed <laughs> when I'm in there
1: So it was like a red was here scenario <laughs> Yes Yeah type thing. He couldn't, he couldn't hack it. He couldn't, he'd been inside for too long and he had to return, but he wasn't going back without a plan to get high. Yeah.
3: Sweet leaf. Yeah, Yeah. He had to get back in there, but also these are the kind of dumb crimes that if he had executed this, if he had shot weed to a fellow inmate and got away, an arrow doesn't make any noise. This is a genius plan, but instead it went really bad, and then his lie and excuse was incredible. He shouldn't have said anything, but the fact that he did just makes us love that David Wayne Jordan that much more. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. When I was in um, college at University of West Florida for one semester, I went down because I asked the domestic exchange person um, what school is closest to a beach, and she said, uh university of hawaii and i said i would like to go and then it was way too expensive and then she said west florida's near the beach so i went and when i was there i took only electives so i took spanish one i took hitchcock film studies i took improv acting and i took regular <laughs> acting
2: time out uh, who's, who's teaching improv down at uh, University university west florida uh it was a very nice woman David who William taught Jordan. It was David Wayne Jordan. It was David Wayne Jordan. That's why I picked this story.
0: I miss him like, so much. Say you're,
2: so, okay, this is a scenario. You're with a bow and arrow and you're hunting. What are you hunting? What are you hunting? You tell me, tell me. Oh, gosh.
3: She was a really nice woman that went page for page from the Stella Adler Perfect. Improv Handbook, where we would just open, not like um, we didn't go page by page, just you start at page one and end at 300. She would just flip to a page, and whatever exercise was on that page, we would do that improv. So all of us thought we were going to naturally be on SNL within six months of taking this class. And there's one kid, I think his name was Dusty or Dustin, and I don't really recall because he stood in the corner and scowled at everybody and never participated, and I'm sure he failed the class. But one day, he was waiting out by my friend Russ's car in the parking lot when we were leaving improv class, and he's just standing there, and we're like, hey, man, and he's like, I need a ride. And so Russ says, okay. And so the guy tells us where he lives. And over about the first fifteen minutes of this drive, not a word is said from Dusty in the back seat. Nothing. Just sitting there scowling, hat pulled down, probably had a dip in. And finally Russ goes, Uh, you don't say a lot, do you? You're not you know, like you're a man of few words back there. And <laughs> Dusty just goes I will answer any question you ask me. <laughs> so now the intensity in this in this traveling car going to Gulf Breeze is it's very awkward and so Russ just jumps in tries to shock him and goes would you have sex with a dead person? And Dusty waits a long long drawn out beat and says, well, how long have they been dead? And so, so then the conversation gets way more interesting. So we, I start laughing right away. Russ and Dusty are getting into it and saying, well, like, is that person still warm? Were they attractive before they died? All those kind of dumb details. So it gets quiet again. And we're pretty close to this dude's house. And then Russ goes, uh, so is it a yes or no? And Dusty goes, well, how did, how did they die? And so I'm crying, laughing, and I go, why does that matter? He goes, well, it matters, Scotty. If they had a heart attack, it's a lot different than getting shot with a bow and arrow. (laughs) gets out of the car at the red light, walks into the woods to a shitty apartment complex, and I never saw him in improv (laughs) class ever again. (laughs) I flipped some trigger. (laughs) Also, I totally understand his argument. (laughs) So if you're out there, Dusty, I hope hope you don't own a bow, bow and arrow. That's is what it, I really hope.
1: Isn't that different being shot and being killed with a bow and arrow? Like if you had to pick the two two examples of contrasting ways of dying?
2: <laughs> right,
3: heart on attack. On the
1: spectrum. Or being shot by bow and arrow. Oh, heart attack. It was heart oh, heart attack for yeah, the first Heart attack, one? attack, heart attack
2: or, bow or bow and arrow? arrow.
1: Mm, I still think it's not that that far as far as you can go in the no,
0: yeah. This is why oh,
1: yeah. shit this is, this is he, had, he didn't absorb anything from improv class.
0: No. No.
2: Not at no, all. no, no! Definitely, I, yeah. He's not a guy who's like who. What's the most different thing from yeah. a heart
1: attack?
0: He <laughs> didn't really think in that his, far in his
1: mind. He probably went heart attack when you bow and arrow often gets shot in the heart. So he did like <laughs> in his mind he went word association to the yes most similar.
3: Yes. Ori's just visual was when I picture bow and arrow death, it's to the back. An arrow to the back, face down. Kind of elegant, classic, oh. and historic. I bet he pictured straight through the face. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what all.
1: That's interesting. That's dusty with It's thinking. interesting that you picture through the back.
3: Where do you picture it? So or r- ma-
1: multiple arrows. Right in the heart.
3: Right square oh. in the heart. Yeah. I what picture a romantic story. Thigh. 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 thigh death. I don't know why. Slow, yeah. painful
1: death. And then like infection <laughs> sets in.
2: Yeah, just limping around, and it's Maybe still there, attack, you know, because yeah. you don't want to pull it out because it's going to bleed out. You're in, a, mm-hmm. you're somewhere where you're running away from something in that situation. And then you know? how long?
1: Wow. how long do you live before? Like, is it years pass? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> like a Civil War general, or you on know, an old wooden missing <laughs> li- <laughs> I never
2: take it out because it's a lesson that I learned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a splinter; it'll work its way through. <laughs> It's worked one inch per year. This is like a new dream
3: analysis. I think we have stumbled upon something. Like, do I? Am I afraid of being stabbed in the back? Yeah. And Starly, are you? Do you have a vulnerable heart? Are you afraid of being hurt in love Absolutely.
1: and
2: hurt? Yeah. Kurt, you got bad to have knees
3: these
0: days. To talk
2: about with people. Desperate for something
0: to
1: talk it about. It should be the, it, it should be unique. It should be how we start conversations post-pandemic. If you need yeah. something. Exactly,
2: because it's not like, what have you been doing? It's
1: just like,
3: listen,
2: you get shot with an arrow where you want it. Bananimals,
3: if you're listening to this and your partner isn't, tonight, some point around dinner afterwards, just turn to your partner and say, when you picture somebody being shot and killed with an arrow, where's that arrow sticking out of?
2: And let us know. (laughs)
0: yeah all right let's
2: tease one before we take a break uh you ready for a tease guys tease us up buddy boy all righty here it is how jesus foreskin became one of christianity's most coveted relics and then disappeared wow Bananas. bananas Hello everybody. Welcome back to bananas uh, if you haven 't yet do us a favor right now. go on to iTunes and mm-hmm. give us give us a little review whatever you think whatever you think we deserve um, It does matter and then after you know with that, go over to Instagram give us a follow on Instagram and send us some strange news stories or yep. send us some news store personal banana stories of your own And we 'll do them in mid so It's on our yep. stitcher premium which you can get. One month free if you use our code bananas.
3: We'd be very glad to have you. We hope you do, Kurt. Real quick before we get back on with Starley, how were your Portland shows? Did the Bananimals show up?
2: The Bananimals. Every single show was all Bananimals. It yes. It was amazing. At some point, at during one show, multiple bananas were thrown at me on stage. <laughs> great. We have us. You have a signature thing now. It was great, and um, and then the second. The Saturday morning, I woke up, no voice, and which is terrifying as a stand-up. I had no voice Saturday morning because I was just so oh, wow. out of practice of like doing five hours uh, in a weekend. And, uh, and then the, I still had to do Saturday night shows. And the Saturday night shows, I was like scream squeaking mm. <laughs> for mm. both shows. But everyone was so wonderful. Good. Um, it was great. It was Congrats. Really great. Thank you. All right. Let's get back into that beautiful bananas podcast. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our wonderful guest today is Starly Kine. Starly, welcome back. Uh, Tell us about you. You have a new podcast out right now, correct? Mm -hmm.
1: I do. It's not that new. I mean, yeah, yeah. It
2: started in 2020.
1: It started in, well, the first, the first season we did, we did a limited run season in 2016. Wow! Because the, the podcast is called Election Profit Makers and we bet uh, on political outcomes on this website called org, where you can bet real money and, and 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 win or lose. That's so fun. And the reason we started this is because, so my co-hosts are David Reese and John Kimball. They grew up together in North Carolina, they're childhood friends, been friends all uh-huh. the whole time. And John was on predicted in 2016 winning money hand over fist against trump supporters and he told david these idiots um they think trump's gonna win it's easy money Everyone oh should
3: get-. My oh my
2: god wow. oh wow
1: and so then we decided to do this limited run 17 episodes series that was supposed to end the day after the election um yes triumphantly
0: and yeah, david
1: and david and i started betting because it was a way of coping with our anxiety about the election. It was a way yeah. to put that into something. And uh, we put all this money in and then, and, and had a lot of anticipation. And then the last episode was of that season was the day after the election. And we just sat there crying and in shock. It's a super, the episode itself is wow, so, so in trauma. Um, yeah. And John lost $6,000. I think.
2: That's a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. In addition to the worst thing happening. In addition
1: to <laughs> he had said we had said that if the worst thing happens, money's gonna be the last. <laughs> and John doesn't have a lot of money or anything, but it, 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 he, he accurately predicted if the worst thing happened, it would be the thing you wouldn't be thinking about in the moment. And that was true. Yeah. Um and there so you then, go. yeah, and then we decided to bring it back for this election this last election and we thought that would just be what we focused on in twenty twenty. We started the second season second week of march 2020 and then so
3: yeah. do you have a, your own bracket is there a way that your listeners were betting and that you could see like are there percentages and things like that where you're like oh shoot 43 percent are betting on this outcome and so am i so
1: they I mean they, they tell us it's not well we can see I and mean, you can see on the website you can the percentages are basically cents like everything is you, uh, a do- everything adds up to a dollar and so like right now andrew yang has 43 cents is going for 43 cents in the oh. new york mayoral oh. primary interesting um, yeah that was All a right. big that was a big um that was a very exciting day yesterday when we recorded because that was the most action we'd seen in real time when cool. um, andrew yang dipped in real time
2: Oh whoa. Pool. While you were recording.
1: Yeah, and that never happens. Um,
3: <laughs> you're just high fiving, like ticker tapes flying in the air.
1: We got it. <laughs> well God, normally we're no, <laughs> John John won ten thousand dollars on the last election. He had a he had wow. a real um he had a real comeback. Wow. Um, and uh but rest David and I <laughs> normally we yeah, that doesn't happen to us. But um <laughs> Yeah, it's a, way, so it's a way of talking about what's going on and putting our money where our mouth is. Sounds fun. Yeah.
3: See you in two years. I'll yeah. get in on the next
1: we're one. Still, yeah. We're still doing it. We're still, we, we, we were supposed to end on the inauguration and we kept going. So right yeah. now we're talking I a see. lot about the mayoral um, primary, which is very exciting.
0: The
3: very first time I went to a casino, I was 18 in Montreal and I had never been and it felt, and the US dollar was very strong. So we were just pulling slot machines and having so much fun. My three friends and I... We're, we're drinking, we're having a Montreal weekend, and we couldn't lose. I would walk up to a slot machine next to a group of people playing slot machines. I would literally say out loud, this is easy. Pull it, win about $4, <laughs> take the coins, walk on to somewhere else. My other friends were doing it too. We were just drunk guys winning a lot. And we all left, I don't know, with a college amount of money, maybe like $300. And we felt like we were billionaires. Right. I have never won since. I, have never won, I don't like gambling. I don't do it. I go play video roulette when I'm... In Vegas, because they bring you free drinks and you don't have to bet every time. But man, I uh, my luck ran out in Montreal. And I, I think I'm done with gambling.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, but,
1: but I could. Get it's good that you know to where it gambling. ran out, though. It's good to know yes. a trace for like if you need to go find it.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got to go back to that. Yeah, got go go to, to Wild it's Cherry. Like, oh, I it's, go it's wild like Wild Cherry.
1: It's like big. Yep. You got go to go and reverse it. Oh. <sighs> Gotta right. you got to reverse the curse. lose a
2: lot so that you can then win everywhere else.
1: we got to go no. to that exact same slot machine. you got to dust it off and put the same... And yes. like you wear the same clothes you were wearing from Dusted that day. just it off, like no one's
2: used that slot machine since Scotty has not It's not well, even plugged. It's in. a magic, yes.
1: yes.
3: <laughs> and then I'll go. This is hard, and pull it really sadly, and I'll just <laughs> dump so many coins I drown like Scrooge McDuck. It'll be perfect.
2: Curdy, mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that story you teased us up with? It's a strange one. And it's a historical banana story. Wow. Uh, this is sent in by Steph Renette. Thanks, uh, Steph Renette. And it is from CBC, our favorite our favorite broadcasters. Uh, how yeah. Jesus foreskin became one of Christianity's most coveted relics and then disappeared. Wow. So this I'm was written riveted. by Nicola
3: Luxick. Oh. Uh, Nobody better to cover Jesus's foreskin than Nicola Rustic. He's the ruck sick. What is it? Ruck, ruck. He's the
1: best L- in the biz.
0: <laughs> I think it's is. a woman.
2: I think it's a woman, Nicola Luxic. Oh, Nicola. Oh, she yeah. is the best in the biz. Not
1: like not like Tesla.
2: Right. Yeah, Nicola. Oh, well, Nikola Tesla, right? He's yeah. mm-hmm. Nikola, as well. Maybe That's it's what man. I was going Starley, yeah.
3: Starley and I were linked up.
2: Air I don't, the don't know these. I don't understand these Canadian names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. The University of Alberta PhD student James White always starts with a quick disclaimer before telling people about his thesis topic. I usually mm-hmm. provide a one-minute introduction, warn them what I'm working on is kind of strange. Okay. And a typical reaction is usually laughter or kind of response, Really? Uh, his thesis which we'll be defending in September is called Ring of Flesh: The Late Medieval Devotion to the Holy Foreskin. It is pretty good. I think pretty Ring good title. Flesh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then he says the the idea is and I'm like jumping around from this article so I apo- I apologize to Please Nicola do. Uh, the idea is that Jesus, as a Jewish boy, was circumcised when he was eight days old, like Jewish yeah. boys are. And in the Middle Ages, people developed this idea that his foreskin might still
0: <laughs> exist That's on a magic. Earth. Oh,
2: yeah. That, first off, that it would still exist, and yeah. they developed a devotion to it. You know, like a thousand years after uh, after the foreskin was lopped off, it just happened to hang around on, hang out on Earth. Totally normal.
1: Is it? Is it like a anthropomorphized foreskin? Is no, it, it's
2: his literal. foreskin. Yeah, I know,
1: but they're oh. they're talking about it like, where's it? Like that, it's hanging out.
2: Is it
3: on at, a at bars
1: and clubs and stuff? Like, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it sitting? <laughs> Having a
3: drink. I need to show you Have something.
2: A drink.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what G- we maybe Jesus foreskin was could do things that we. He could do things that we couldn't do, so maybe if yeah. Jesus
2: was magic, his foreskin can probably do a bunch yeah. of stuff we hadn't had, had an anticipated foreskin yeah. doing, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he he says, I think studying the holy foreskin is a nice ego check for all of us. People 700 years in the future are going to think we're pretty strange, too. Yes, right? Or right now, I think he's strange, right now, even
3: that's yeah, and funny also though. like
1: if nothing happened, even in this. In recent memory, for him to think that people looking back from the future are going to think we were strange,
2: mm-hmm. uh, he, for some reason he references L. El- he references Graceland uh, later in this article. He's like, "Graceland's this- going to be pretty weird to people." And he's like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like Jesus's foreskin, Graceland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the he says this is where it all started, and this okay. is pretty. I think this is the best part of the article. Uh, So the first mention of Jesus' circumcision can be found in book Luke 2, 21. Uh, He says, you know what probably happened was some clever relic collectors were thumbing through the Bible. When they got to the book of Luke, they read the part about Christ being circumcised on his eighth day, said David Farley, author of In a Reverent Curiosity in Search of Church's Strangest Relics. Cool book. Uh, And one of them had a light bulb moment and thought, whoa, we could really make a heavenly sum if we you know told monks and priests and so on we had a piece of christ's flesh for sale yeah i and, think this is what happened by the way oh 100%. I'm, I'm with these i'm with this guy or gal uh and then so there were there were dozens of them essentially and they were all over the place and like a town <laughs> would be really special like people would be very excited people would visit because they're like They've got Jesus's dick skin, you know, and yeah, they, would, like, they did go and visit, and it would just be like a little like the Pope had one. The Pope had one that was like given to him by a king. I think Charlemagne. I'm not positive about that. Don't quote me on that one. <laughs> I like that, um, but yeah. So like everybody, I just love. I mean, co- growing up Catholic, that that investment, that yes. investment of power into everyday objects was so common yes, around my house. Like literally, because my my aunt was a nun, and so my mom would have, like, she'd be like, that is holy water blessed by the Pope. And it was just slowly eva- It was like in a Tupperware container, just slowly evaporating. You know, like as I was just watching We never yeah. did anything with it. Like the hot tub.
1: Like a the lukewarm hot tub, hot tub with, that, a, yeah. with yeah. sexual chemistry fading by the second.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
3: Yeah, watching, yes, I was descending into hell. I wasn't yeah. rising, I was descending.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So so the foreskins that were distributed, that were everywhere, Did yeah. do we think those came from somebody? Those came from some people, men. Yeah. Do you think there are men who know that their foreskin was used for that and are living yeah. with that secret?
3: That's interesting. While
1: also having a little bit of the God complex because their <laughs> foreskin is, it, the God complex theory backfiring because these guys actually did feel like gods.
2: Yeah, there's just, there's just some there's some guy at a bar in 1314 just like eating an onion raw and like leaning over <laughs> to a lady like you know my dick skin was used as the Christ dick skin no because <laughs> he would be murdered right he would just be like murdered as yeah, a heretic
1: but he would know so it would infuse him with a, a little pep a
3: oh yeah because co- he confident. knew something <laughs>
1: yeah but he knew the Pope had his foreskin in his private chambers
3: yeah maybe he wore it like an earring or like a nose ring maybe the pope sometimes put it on and just pranced around knowing he's the
2: king of kings that's cool man i have no idea what it would look like
1: maybe the guy whose foreskin was used to give to the pope was like not confident at all and he was he had he he was the guy in in the village that everybody was like that guy doesn't believe in himself at all one day Mm -hmm. a secret cabal came did this meeting asked him took his foreskin from him uh And then from that day on, that guy was the cockiest guy in town. And no That's one right. knew why. <laughs> no,
2: one, and, no one understood why. Yeah, They're like, yeah. there's nothing special about him at all. And he's like, I know he, something. Yeah.
1: The equivalent of like when, that the, pond. when when the nerd takes off their glasses and they become
3: yeah. um, the, the stuff. <laughs> yes, 80s movies loved that thing. It was like it takes one little thing and now you're the hottest guy in high school. Yeah. It was a better time. Yeah, so 12 to 13. And I guess these are child
2: size. We're talking eight days, which is newborn size. Well, and I also- hope they're out there. If it's like eight days, I mean, like I, my my son was not circumcised, so I don't know what the, but it's got to be the teeny, teeny, tiniest piece of flesh. Nobody and kept then that dried. It's got to be just like literally they're walking around like with like a a, a smut. Like here it is. It's the it's I like know. a it
1: probably looks like a, 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 a it probably looks like mushrooms actually. Like a peat when you do yeah. mushrooms, a piece of a piece of I'm, mushrooms. I, mean, yeah. I think it would Chris, look. Chris. I think
2: it would look like a like a, a half of a millimeter long piece of noodle, like dried noodle. Mm-hmm. That tiny. It's mm-hmm. very p- a child's a newborn's penis is incredibly teeny tiny. Thank and you. And like just the the foreskin is so teeny teeny tiny. It's not Thank like because I, whenever I think of foreskin, I always think of like an an adult's penis, and of like course that you do part is like ringed off somehow. But it's Our good buddy so Flula little. got circumcised at like thirty. As what? like a bit,
3: yeah, he did it. As like a bit? and he like doc- yeah, he like documented it. Flula, yeah, twenty nine or something. Yeah, Flula Borg, the comedian and actor. Uh, you can now see him as Javelin on uh, what's that movie called? And I'm blanking. Suicide Squad two. But uh, yeah, he did it and documented it as an adult.
1: My, oh my God. friend just did it for the first time. What? Wow, he in his thirties, and he's British, and uh-huh. he had always wanted to, but in in the UK they do it. Be even before yeah. they did it less um and I've actually had never seen the oh
0: other team
1: mm-hmm. I, I yeah i would never mm-hmm. seen anyone uncircumcised and so Got it. and he he's gay and he showed like ceremonially we were all at a party and he showed <laughs> uh, he showed it to us because he was about to be he was about to be he's he about to part with it That's and I had never seen it and so it was like this it was like we 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 both got something out of the deal, because he got it to be <laughs> witnessed for the last time, um, not by the last time, but like uh, by a crowd, and then, and yeah. then I got to see. Now it's the only time I've ever seen it.
3: Yeah, if yeah. you thought the Jenny Craig before and after photos were spicy, wait till your friend whips out the before and after uh, <laughs> circumcision shot. But, he, yeah.
1: but what I didn't realize, he got to like he worked with the doctor. Like you get to like it's like he showed pictures of which one of what he wanted. Oh really? The kind right. of. Mm-hmm, the kind of there's different cut, cuts. Uh, there are. Yeah. Yeah. And he um he worked very closely with it was a, it was a collaborative effort.
3: Crinkle oh, I am, waffle. I am, fascinated. Mm-hmm. I am fascinated. I have no idea about any of that. Oh. Sorry. I guess the dogs are getting riled up by this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they like it too. We're all excited <laughs> well, about.
1: I think my, my dog it, it it hits it hits, it, hits, it, hits, it hits home with.
3: that. <laughs> uh, been there. Yeah. Hey, this you're giving me. The perfect segue into a story I wasn't going to do, but now we're going for it. I think this will probably be our last story, Curdy B. Yep, yep, yep. This was sent in by not underscore a
2: underscore mop underscore. Before you go in, Scotty, I just want everyone listening to know that every once in a while... Scotty has a a virtual background of bananas. Yes. And every once in a while, the Zoom doesn't recognize the microphone, and it looks like he's talking into a handful of bananas.
3: Oh, that's right, baby.
1: (laughs) It's fun. Show them until the end. It's fun when it happens.
0: It
3: is fun. Thank
2: you. Oh, gosh. I got to keep
3: them guessing. Not a mop, (laughs) a.k.a. Katie Self. Sent this. Uh, this was written
2: by Caitlin Ellis. Kurt, you love Caitlin Ellis. Uh, are you kidding me? Every time I see a Caitlin Ellis article, I say, This is mm-hmm. going to be a good article. It's going to be well done. <laughs> Absolutely, because she writes for
3: our favorite publication, maybe in, in the galaxy, New Zealand. New Zealand. I have a T
2: shirt from them. <laughs> I
3: pour Folgers in the morning and I click to newshub.co.nz first thing before the sun rises. Study finds 6% six per- six of Americans believe they would win a fight against a grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. 6%. That is. Oh, <laughs> gosh. And well, did, the... they, did they also, like, I would like to see a cross map of, like, the percentage of Americans at meth, on meth at the one time. Yes. Because it's probably 6%. Yes.
3: Yes, that's right. And I um, I did also steal the infographics so after I read the article, we can do a quick rundown of the percentage of Americans that think they could beat this animal in a fight. We'll go through that in just a second. So anyways, in a survey, u.gov asked Americans if they thought they could triumph in a battle against certain animals without any weapons. That is such yeah. a crucial detail. We are a tool using species. The results show that overall, people aren't too confident in their fighting abilities. The animal most people believe they could take was a rat. 72% of respondents <laughs> say they could beat a rat.
2: Only 72%?
3: <laughs> Starly, how are you feeling? Could you take a rat one-on-one, no weapons?
1: <laughs> this is like once the rat's been caught, right? Like, it's not just... Is, is it just scrambling wild after the rat? Is it? I'm, I've rat. gotten past the screaming because it's around over my feet. I think it's charging
0: you.
3: Let's imagine the rat is charging you and it's a fight to the death. Could you take a rat?
1: But I... (laughs) <laughs> it needs to. It needs to charge me and, and hold on, because if it's just going to like charge me and yeah. run at me and then run away, I couldn't take it. That that oh. that's the power of a small creature. It's the same way when you have yeah. a. It's the, same, it's the way a cockroach dominates your life when it's in your house.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it can get away. Yeah, you. It can well, it infect pain on you, but then get away from you before you can inflict pain on it.
1: It's 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 very, it, it, it's a disproportionate level of fear that it causes. I see. And so if the rat was like. A, Attacking my face? Yes, yep. I could take it.
3: That's right. There's a Percocet. Can you kill a rat if you had to? Yes. We're, We're not against We're killing. Well, well you fight. would. I, I guess that's right. Yeah. You're just winning the fight. There's You're winning, winning a a fight. You don't have to yeah. kill. If Let's not just say break kill. Break its legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are pro animal on this podcast. We're not we don't hurting anybody in the real world. This. Don't yeah. prove it to us. Yeah, this is just a hypothetical mind question. Number two, a goose. Sixty-one
2: percent said they could beat a goose in a fight. Oh, I'm not so sure. I goose am. Not are so scary. Sure. Yeah, geese are terrifying. They're very. They have very strong necks, mm-hmm. and they and it hurts. And they're aggressive. Very so strong. I'm not so sure. They do. Um, oh, do you know that? Did I ever t- did I ever <laughs> tell you about that? I don't know if I talked about it on the website once. I made a video when I was just starting off comedy. I thought it'd be the funniest thing. It just says, it's just me, I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the bathroom, yep. uh, on the toilet, and then the I toilet. say, uh, hey, I'm running out of toilet paper, and then they hand me some toilet paper and I go, What's this? White swan toilet paper. I don't know. And I go to try mm-hmm. it. And then it like dissolves into a dream sequence where I'm at the park pantsless. Okay and then i see a white swan and you, it looks like it looks very much and i don't hurt a swan i don't touch of a swan. of course you don't it looks we love like animals I sit on a swan and wipe my ass on the swan and then that's the whole thing and shooting it was absolutely terrifying i got bit so many times by a really? swan really yes yeah. it was and it was like 6 in the morning so that no one would beat like around to see me pantsless mm-hmm. uh, chasing mm-hmm. after a swan <laughs>
1: Did, oh did, boy! What, what did the bite feel like?
2: Um, it feels like someone's cl- like imagine a um. Like I a have pin? exactly what it is. No, a um. That was like my have you guess. ever had a sunglass cases? Mm. Uh huh. And then imagine someone very strongly clamping your fingers in the sunglass case. No, thank you. That's what it feels like. Okay. Ouch!
1: I feel like we should have it uh, handy all. References for what every bite feels like. Every bite, every sting.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a rat bite probably feels worse. That's got to be a gross, gross bite.
1: Yeah, I've never been bitten by a rat.
3: Oh, it hurts. They have little pointy teeth. I had a rat in the 80s named Cal Ratkin, and uh, he was okay. He was a pretty good rat, and then he got very big and started to get aggressive. It was a lab rat, and then he did start to bite us, and then he magically stopped biting us and went somewhere else so that can happen too we want a different kind of war uh i'll give you the rundown oh so um (laughs) so despite the data showing most people aren't very sure of their fighting abilities there is a small population of people kurt as you said possibly meth users um who believe they could take down a gorilla an elephant or even a lion
2: (laughs) it's people who've never seen these animals i think if yeah. You think you could fight a lion with no like you've never it, you don't know what a lion. They've is.
1: only seen them in in children's books. They've only seen them illustrated.
2: Yeah, and they're like, yeah, I could take something that's three <laughs> inches big. I I could do it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched (laughs) Ultimate Fighting
3: Championship more than one time. I can fight an elephant. 6% of people thought they could beat an elephant. 6%! An elephant that you could, the strongest heavyweight boxer in the world could punch an elephant full force and it would not move an inch. Anyways, I love that confidence. 9% believe they could win against a crocodile.
2: <laughs>
3: oh americans Boy, americans that's this what people is... do
2: say when you go uh, abroad people are like americans are the most confident people in the world and i never realized that before but now hearing this oh, maybe it's true
1: are we the yes. most confident based on the the, the the less the least reason to be confident is it you, is that yeah, like that... the equation
2: yeah, or, or also, what I've just heard is the people that like Americans are like, yeah, well, we can do that. And then yeah. other people are like, no, I don't think we can, can we? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just go there. We can do that. Yeah, or they're okay. smart
3: enough to go, and why would you want to? We don't want to do that. It's like the <laughs> challenge. How many people do we know in life that you're like, I'm one of those people, if you say I can't do something, I'm going to do it twice as hard. That's, that's the most American reality show oh. mentality of all time. And, and, and I'm, also- like, I'm
2: like, you can't do it. I'm like, it sounds great to me. And it's also what stand-ups, like like, uh, road dog stand-ups always say. You tell me not to say something? Well,
0: then that's the (laughs) first thing I'm going to say, bro!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, screw
3: those morons. And I'll wrap up this little story here with you.gov said there was no gender difference when it came to these top tier opponents. It says answers like this are often... Uh, are often whittled down to, quote, male overconfidence, end quote. But in this case, men and women are, quote, about as likely to think they could beat a grizzly bear, a lion, a gorilla, or a crocodile. But gender differences did begin to show up when asked about, you guessed it, you two, wolves and kangaroos. 17% of men think they could beat up a kangaroo. They could not. No way. Compared to 9% of women... They asked 1,224 U.S. adults April 12th or April 13th in 2021, and they were over age 18. So 1,200 people. So whatever that math is,
2: 6%. It's, it's like a pretty good. That's a pretty good. That's pool. a pretty good yeah. survey. That's a, that's a good people. poll. Yeah. Oh, Starly, uh, plug whatever you want to plug. Plug away. Tell us whatever you want to tell us before we let you go off into this wonderful world
1: um election profit makers is the podcast it's funny it's not just about you don't have to bet and it is we don't have to talk about betting and search party search party season four all the Search one through four is available on hbo max fifth season will be out at some point um so watch the stuff that's out now in the future remember remember my words and then watch it then yeah (laughs) (laughs) too thank you
3: it's almost impossible to get five seasons of a TV show on now. So congratulations I on know. being a hit comedy show with
2: a great through line, with a great mystery and runner. It's a great show.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much, Starley, for coming on the show.
1: You're welcome. It was so fun. Bananas.
2: Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine theme music by Kahan, And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard.
3: You can follow us on Instagram at TheBananasPodcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast.
2: Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: And if you're interested in advertising on bananas, please email us at TheBananasPodcast at gmail.com That's TheBananasPodcast at gmail.com